Hello, and welcome to the Tarot to Go radio podcast. I'm Anastasia Hazler, the executive director. Here with me today, Rose Red. Hello, Artemis J here, and Andrew. Hello, and our fabulous special guest, the one and only Lon Milo Duquette. Welcome, Lon. Thank you very much. Thank hello. you for taking some time out of your Saturday afternoon to chat with us. It's my pleasure. I, I, I don't want to interfere with you know your Golden Dawn Bowling League or something, but um. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was just. Uh, just writing a book. Oh. So, oh, well. Which is what I'm doing in my spare time. Uh-huh. Your copious spare time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the rest of us. So, um, can you tell us anything about it, or is it a mystery until... No, it's not a mystery. Um, uh, the new book is called Low Magic, or at least that's the word, working title. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way, it's sort of tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> the title is... You? Because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, in a way, what I'm, what I'm doing is calling anything low magic that you that you actually get up and do, mm-hmm. and uh, as opposed to theoretical high magic, which is which is what most people just talk about. <laughs> but uh, in a in a way, it's sort of like uh, uh, a continuation, or or at least an expansion on my. Um, on my older book, uh, My Life with the Spirits. Oh, yay! So it's a, it's a lot of stories mm-hmm. of uh, magical operations, successful and, and <laughs> catastrophic. <laughs> Not so successful. <laughs> and um, um, so it's, um, it's sort of like, you know, My Life with the Spirits was quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I'm just... Uh, you know, I've done stuff since then. Yeah, <laughs> you, just a few things, like here and there. Uh, <laughs> but, I've, but I've also, uh, uh, you know, filling in some, filling in some gaps and, mm-hmm. and uh, everything. And um, it's the first book that uh, I will have done for um, uh, the Llewellyn Publishing. Oh, goodness! Well, I'm, I'm glad they finally had the good sense to pick up something from you. Well. Uh, it, we talked about it for for years and finally finally have uh, the time. Yeah, <laughs> that, that 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 prerequisite to everything else. Yes, uh. but you know, I, I uh, most of my books are uh, you know for the last fifteen years or so have been with with Wiser. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And I and I love Wiser and mm-hmm. Wiser uh, hopefully. Uh, uh, loves me. I, I, I'm I tell sure. people I'm married to Wiser, but I but I sleep around. <laughs> Constance understands. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. So, um, um, wow. So um, so um, when we I I, I had the uh, fabulous opportunity to be in your workshop at PantheaCon last week. Oh, were you there? Yes. It, well, you know, the, the problem was the, the workshop prior, I ended up getting hung up talking with somebody, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, it's 10 minutes to lawn starts, which means I'm going to be in the back of the room, which exactly is what happened. I was in the next to last row. Um, so I couldn't see you, but I heard you, which is the really important part. Yes. Um, once, once the fidgety meth addict next to me left, it was a lot more pleasant. Very uh, good. <laughs> this guy, he was like, constantly fidgeting his chair, and he'd like stand up in the chair, and then he'd sit in the chair, and then he'd be under the chair, and then he'd be standing on the chair again. And after about 10 minutes, he finally left. Um, although, I was going to suggest that maybe next year you entitle your presentation, Lon Milo Duquette Does Dinner Theater. <laughs> because there was a woman, because you know, it's, it's, the chairs were all full, and there were people sitting on the floor um, on all sides of the room, mm-hmm. except behind you. 
and um, there was a woman off to the left, and she ate steadily throughout your presentation. She, she pulled out a container of cereal and some milk and ate that, and then she put that away and pulled out a container of fruit and ate that. And then she fed her dog. Oh, goodness. And so I was thinking, you know, maybe next year you could, like, take the dinner theater angle. Well, uh, kudos. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I feel sort of funny when they put me up on a platform. You mm-hmm. know? I, yeah, I, I, I could have done that, uh, I think, this year, too. Cause, um, but, you know, and I never know if anyone's going to show up to those, <laughs> those things. Yeah. Well, this year they did schedule you and Mary Greer at the same time, which yeah. was extraordinarily complicated. Well, I, I know. But um, we had a good crowd anyway, didn't we? Overflow. And people were, were literally, they lined the whole room. I and mean, he was, uh, for those of you who weren't there, Lon was in one of the gigantic ballrooms. And uh, it was packed. And it was standing room. So, um, so I don't think you have to worry about people not showing up, Lon. Well, I didn't know whether or not, uh, you know, I played my guitar and sang a few of my songs of sentiment and blasphemy. Which were delightful. And so I didn't know how that was going to going to go off. But, but people loved it. They, you know, they, they applauded, they cheered, nobody threw things. Well, see, there um, you go. Hey, maybe next year we could arrange to have someone like throw some undergarments and hotel keys at you for that Tom Jones effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole Tom Jones, Neil Diamond thing. What do you think? That's... Well, that's, you know, it, uh, I, I was sort of gearing up for um, uh, another, another project I'm going to Japan in April. Ooh! And, and what's um, in Japan? So I'm doing two um, uh, two presentations at a place called Super Deluxe. <laughs> I mean, okay. how Japanese is sounding? Super that, Deluxe. That's that's pretty much yeah. And I did I didn't uh, know what this this place is. It's it's a nice venue mm-hmm. in Tokyo, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, the people that are arranging it said, uh, you're, you're just going to love this place. It's very popular, and it's in the fashionable <laughs> district. Right. And, and um, this is where all the avant-garde, uh, you know, new new music and, and uh, uh, you know, modern, new wavy kind of stuff mm-hmm. takes place. And uh, the, its own... <coughs> That's it's owned by um, uh, a record company, oh. and okay. um, so uh, I'm going to do an Anokian an Anokian uh, group, um, you know, audience participation working similar to what I did at PantheaCon uh, like two years ago. Yeah, I, I was in that workshop. I, I always go to your workshops. It's oh. just you know, it, it's it's. Um, you know, I, I always learn something, but I figure even if I don't learn something, I'm going to be vastly entertained. Uh, well, thank you. But, 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 but I do learn something. But I was in the Enochian workshop, and again, another overflow workshop. And uh, it was fascinating. I really, I, I was going to go to a session after that, but it was so buzzed from your workshop. It, was, yeah. it, it really, it was like a crack hit. I mean, <laughs> I, okay, I've never done crack, but I, <laughs> what I have read crack hits are like, it was like that. Yeah, it's a magical drug, isn't it? And it was like, wow, I really have to just go do some serious grounding here because I I never really had that kind of reaction to a magical working before. 
I know there there are a group of people. I I, I won't say what what kind of you know uh, magical organization they belong to, but uh, you know everybody who comes to Pantheacon is just you know, pretty much just lovely people, and uh, these people no exception. But they uh, they had their rooms in the other hotel, mm-hmm. and um, they 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 have sort of a wild um, uh, kind of shocking um, title to their. To their organization, mm-hmm. you know, something that would really freak people's mothers out. Right, mm-hmm. my grandmother would not approve. And um, and I guess they were so bombed after the <laughs> after the Enochian uh, evocation that they went back and all had sort of little panic attacks back at their <laughs> wow <laughs> at their hotel. I, we didn't mean to do that, you know. And of course, <laughs> of course, that was not the intended effect. Um, Enochian magic is very safe, and and I don't usually. Um, uh, you know, worry about anybody who isn't just totally crazy to begin with. Yeah, but you know, there there are other issues there. So. But anyway, I'm going to do a, uh, an evening of um, of Enochian magic. Oh wow! <laughs> and then the next evening, I'm going to record a CD for the record company. How fun! And, uh, so some of the songs that I played um, at Pantheacon will will be there, but. Uh, oh, wonderful! So I. Uh, so that's why I sort of got the guitar out, and uh, uh, I'm trying to get my old chops up, you know, as a musician, mm-hmm. prior to being a magician. <laughs> yeah, very similar. Now, there's what, like three-letter difference there? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, uh, anyway. Um, uh, so, uh, so Japan, that's, this is going to be interesting. So one of the Japanese projects is a, is a book just for the Japanese uh, market, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so it'll be the first book I've ever written that won't be published in English first. Wow! Um, and um, it's called uh, a, a magical bento box. Oh, oh how fun! Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, a bento box. Yes, like yes. A mm-hmm. Box with uh, little compartments. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like an assortment of uh, of short little uh, uh, essays on different uh, uh, subjects. Uh, magical relate, sort of a lawn sampler. Oh, I like that. I like that. Well, hopefully someday it'll be available in English as well. Oh, eventually it and, will be. You know, so, so that we're not deprived, because I don't think I have time to learn another foreign language this week. No. <laughs> Especially Japanese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I have a friend who's been studying Japanese for seven years now. Wow. And he's taken Japanese one like five times. And he's a very intelligent person. He's mastered several other languages. But Japanese is just—he's just hit this wall with it. Lon, where does this Japanese connection come from? You seem to be uh, pretty invested. The, um, my publisher for Accidental Christ has um, uh, is really, although the officially the the headquarters is in Chicago. Uh, Celestisora is is actually a Japanese. Japanese company. Oh, okay. And so the Accidental Christ had, you know, uh, those beautiful uh, Sumi-e, you know, minimalist black and white illustrations. Yes. That came from from Japan, and and uh, my son has lived in Japan since like 1991 or something. Right. Wow. Um, well, maybe not that long since since he graduated from college here, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, 
uh, he teaches at a university in Kyoto. Oh. And um, so he's there, and he married a beautiful Japanese woman, and, and we have a grandson. Aww. Who's half Japanese. Neat. And um, so... Um, so lots of connections. I got lots of connections in Japan. Wow. And, um, That's great. So the... But when I, I uh, emailed my son, my son also... Um, uh, his, he has a part-time uh, job or has uh, for probably 10 years now. Um, he's a reviewer for um, a magazine uh, called Japanzine, mm -hmm. uh, which is an English-language Japanese um, uh, um, magazine sort of aimed at, you know, uh, gaijin, they call yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And um, he does the CD and the club reviews. Oh, and, Fun. And so when I told him, I'm going to be at this place called Super Deluxe. And, you know, Super Deluxe to me sounds so corny. <laughs> and I said, what is Super Deluxe? And I said, I'll be at Super Deluxe in Tokyo for, on these dates, you know. And he writes back, and I can't repeat what he writes back because it's so, he says, holy blankety blank. Holy guacamole. And, um. There you go. So I guess it really is a pretty hip place, and he's, he's reviewed, you know, uh, he's gone there to review very, very hip <laughs> bands, so I've impressed my son. Wow. <laughs> he's 61 years old and finally impressed me. Yeah. Well, not only that, it sounds like you have an end to one of the critics there, too. You can kind of skew the review if you need to. Boy, don't, you, don't you think I'm putting the screws to him on that? <laughs> I raised you. I put you through college. Yeah. I've got these other things that kind of surprising. Um, mm -hmm. uh, a few years back, when I was in London, mm -hmm. I um, I was asked by this, <clears throat> like an electronic uh, group. It's, it's like two guys with a, with about a hundred black boxes. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, and they call themselves Dieter Mu. Have you, have you Dieter heard Mu? Dieter Mu, yeah. Uh, Sounds familiar. Dieter and then M-U-H. And, um, uh, well, I, you know, I'd never heard of them either, but they, you know, <laughs> um, there was this um, uh, sort of an avant-garde, um, uh, what they call the London Salon, right? which, which is a, you know, a, a bunch of groups show up, um, um, uh, um, David Tibet and his, his uh, he, he sang, and then there was uh, Cotton Fox and, and Dieter Ma and uh, this Dieter Ma wanted uh, to know if I would do something magical with them. Oh. And so they sent me this very ambient or ambient um, uh, sort of um, electronic thing to listen to. And I, I said, why don't I, uh, you know, do a, a stylized version of the 30 Enochian calls behind them? Uh, Ooh. Uh, or the call of the 30 Aethers uh, behind this. And they said, oh, that'd be great. That, that sounds fantastic. And I mean, and I and I like the ambient electronic style music, so now I'm really curious. I'll okay. have to go find that. <laughs> well, well, anyway, it, it, they held it at this uh, beautiful art gallery called the October Gallery in um, in London, mm -hmm. and um, and we did it by oh. golly, and um, uh, they recorded it, and you can probably if you if you scour Google around, you can probably even get a get a very, very crude film of the thing or a uh, tape of the thing. 
Um, have to and take then you the too. following year, I came back to London and we did something else. But um, uh, they said they wanted to release the, uh, this, this call thing, which is uh, you know a 20-minute piece. Um, they wanted to make an LP. Mm-hmm. Don't you mean a CD? No, an LP. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be an LP because and they're gonna mix it. they are, you know. And uh, Dieter Mutz is, is um, when I told my son about Dieter Mutz, uh, he said, "Holy blankety blank again." About, about wow, Mutz, it, it, he, impressing your son twice. That's... I know. I'm just. I'm. You're on a roll. Yeah, but anyway, um, uh, I did. Uh, I went into a studio here and. Uh, uh, really laid down the tracks very clean and sent them uh, uh, back to them mm-hmm. and they combined it with uh, with an LP or with their stuff and they made a an LP out of thick white vinyl Ooh. it just it just looks so cool oh yeah and uh, it and they took their time Mm-hmm. And they, they, it, it finally came out just a couple weeks ago. Oh, cool. Was this the white album you were talking about at your um, talk a few weeks ago? Or is that something different? Uh, the, it, it might, oh, yeah, I put a thing out on MySpace when it came out or something. Yeah, yeah. I've that, yeah. Yeah, now, yeah that's it. The, cool. The and um, I've got, uh, uh, you know, where, where people can get it. And, mm-hmm. And um, I was kind of tickled about that, although oh, yeah. um, I haven't had a turntable in nine years. So <laughs> I don't, but I hear they're coming back. They are, and and many of them are, are equipped uh, with a um, CD burner. Mm-hmm. So as you play the vinyl, you can burn it to CD. Yes. Which um, you know, it's like, well, that's convenient. <laughs> but uh, you know, I've never seen just a, a pure white. White album, a little, little extra thick. It, it looks so, so cool. Oh, that's beautiful. So it's a, wor- a work of art in more than one way. Yes, and that's how those guys are. Mm-hmm. Cool. I have to check that out. So, um, so what we're talking about, Enochian magic, and 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 you know, getting a hit off of it, and you're doing this Enochian magic call with this cool electronica ambient music. Um, wow, we should go clubbing and. See if we can hear Lon's music. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll delegate that to you, Rose. Uh, okay. Um, I think I'm a little uh, nah. past the clubbing. Well, well you know, not at all. It's, well, it'd be hard to dance to, isn't it? <laughs> You'd be surprised, Lon. Uh, when, when people at these, you know, most people at the clubs are somehow chemically altered, and they can dance to pretty much anything. Yes, they can. And that's why I generally don't do clubs anymore, because there are people there. <laughs> they're in altered states, and they're not managing their altered states. No. no. Yes, so. I got, I've been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, been yeah. there, done that. So don't need the T-shirt. Um, but the, the, the new book um, is called Enochian Vision Magic, the one that, that uh, came out this year. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And in a way, uh, remember two years ago at uh, Pantheacon, that was, that was sort of the dry run of the of the. The ritual and the technique that uh, that that book developed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, an introduction and practical di- guide to the magic of Dr. John D. and Edward Kelly. There you go. And because um, you know, I read about this stuff before, but you know, the opportunity to participate in an Enochian vision ritual just it hadn't come up. It's not something that is a regular occurrence in my life, so I'm really glad I did your workshop. But um, 
So, so then you took all that experience and turned it into a book. Yes, <laughs> and um, and I'm 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 pretty proud. I'm very proud of the book. Mm -hmm. In fact, and um, uh, it's been well received, and I had a lot of a um, lot of help and support from um, uh, you know Enochian Enochian experts and scholars like um, Clay Holden and, and Jeffrey James and. And Stephen Skinner and and um, uh, anybody I'm forgetting, I apologize. <laughs> but uh, uh, they were all very very helpful, and I wanted to uh, kind of make it the definitive the definitive book on practical Enochian magic. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess if I was going to just say like one or two sentences that that um, differentiate it from other magical books on Enochian is. Um, that I've tried to uh, uh, prepare the reader in a similar fashion that Dee and Kelly were prepared to, to receive the system. Mm -hmm. So Dee and Kelly worked together uh, on the angelic stuff for um, almost three years. Uh, and in those three years, uh, they got really did get three distinct magical systems. Mm -hmm. And the one that we call Enochian was just the notes from the last 90 days of their working together. I didn't mm. realize that. Mm. And um, and so the Golden Dawn more or less just took that that uh, you know creme de la creme mm -hmm. at the uh, at the very end, and because they recognized they could uh, they could squeeze <laughs> their hermetic um, uh, uh, you know matrix mm -hmm. that they were so passionately. <laughs> You know, attached to. Right. They could, if the Enochian thing was a, you know, a square peg, they could shove it in their round hole. As, oh, that sounded <laughs> terrible. Didn't it? No, 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 no. It's 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 a metaphor. Um, and uh, you know, there's no doubt about it. Uh, uh, Golden Dawn Crowley Enochian magic works fine just right out of the box. Mm -hmm. But. Um, uh, the idea that there was so much more material that came before, material that uh, uh, that, that we've seen images of, like that holy table right. and those ensigns of creation and um, uh, the Siglum de Ames and and uh, and all of those those wonderful magical images that that we see, but hear absolutely nothing about. How does this fit into the Enochian magic? You know, right? Um, that. Um, I thought I would just uh, take advantage of the fact that <clears throat> a lot of the, the original D material is so easily available now. Mm -hmm. uh, some on the internet and some on, on discs. And uh, so I just sort of uh, said, I wonder why Dean Kelly didn't get this juicy stuff until the very end. And then it's more or less dawned on me that they were going through these little mini initiations themselves in the, in the two and a half years prior to, mm -hmm. to all of this, as if to, um, as if to hint that um, uh, they had to be attuned mm. uh, to a certain level mm -hmm. in order for, for this other stuff to, to actually uh, um, you know, make sense and work for them. Right. Oh. So I set up Almost like they were doing the undergraduate work before they could get to the graduate level. That's exactly right. Uh, and, and you know how a, a, a just in regular white bread um, ceremonial magic, you start off, 
you start off, uh, you know, mastering the pentagram. Right. You know, and the elements around you, and you, you get used to your mind being um, uh, attuned to the world of the elements. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. once you've got that mastered, you expand your mind by moving to the hexagram and the planetary thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, right. And so uh, moving from pentagram to, to hexagram, uh, literally... Uh, you're obliged to expand your consciousness to this this new, more universal world. Mm -hmm. And I saw that taking place with Dean Kelly in these first first two other magical systems. Mm -hmm. And um, so I set up, I did two series, two 30-week series of classes with my Monday night class, Mm -hmm. and um, we used ourselves kind of as guinea pigs. And... uh, uh, I developed this um, this like little preparation ritual that that uh, obliges you to do the same thing, mm-hmm. and more or less that's what the book is about. It's like a handbook mm-hmm. of um, of how to get yourself attuned so that when you do do Enochian magic, um, you're really firing on all cylinders. Right. Wow. Yeah. Well, because just the the preparatory work we did in the workshop. Oh, it was kind of a sample of that of mm-hmm. you know putting yourself in a particular mental space and and um, and you know the ring and the chanting and everything and right. um, so we're like well I can't chant along I I can't you know because there weren't enough handouts for everybody to read them I'm like just listen to the sound and go with it it's it's you know focus your intent here yeah uh, it's it's you know please don't trip over the particular <laughs> and and uh, I, I mean a lot of people there had not even heard the word Enochian before. And, uh, you know, uh, 50 minutes after the lecture starts, they're doing Enochian magic and, mm-hmm. and having visions. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I don't think, I, I think a lot of the people who came were sort of expecting a lecture of, you know, Juan explains Enochian vision magic to you. And even though it said in the program, we will be doing, you know, a vision ritual, people just didn't take you seriously, which... They should have. <laughs> they should have. Take one seriously. He may be amusing, but take him seriously. <laughs> it was, yes, it was. I think that was the biggest, uh, uh, or the largest, uh, you know, crowd I've ever done Enochian magic with. And the chanting was, it, it was powerful with it, that many people doing it. it. It was, it was awesome, magically and um, orally. Mm-hmm. Just, just the sound of it. It was like, okay, even if I weren't. You know, trying to be in this ritual space, you'd kind of get swept along with it because the sound was just enveloping. Yeah. And that was really cool. I'm like, okay, I don't know if this is actually meant to be done in groups this large, but it's certainly working well. Right. <laughs> I don't know if this is what yeah. Dean Kelly had in mind, but it is certainly working well. But um, uh, again, I think people, you know, weren't really prepared and properly grounded, and you know, because I'd grounded and everything, because you know, I'm gonna go do a ritual here and one I've never experienced before. Um, and even, you know, though I'd done my grounding and all the stuff you're supposed to do beforehand, it's still a pretty serious smack upside the head energetically. Alon, would you suggest um, your text, uh, Nokian Vision Magic, for newcomers to kind of jump in at, at this level? Or is it too advanced for them to, to start, uh, you know, where you're at? Because without your direct support, they might be a little lost, uh, you know, as they try to navigate through it. Actually, I, I, I try to take everything from square one. Um, and uh, actually, I can think of no other Enochian book 
that would be better suited for a person uh, with no experience with it whatsoever. Excellent. So they won't have any trouble with the text or following any of the ritual outlines that you've made? No. And, and, and well, also the other thing I liked is that you're, you remind people not to get hung up on all the props. Because, um, right. like, you know, the, there's this special magic ring, and, you know, you had made them out of paper. Yeah. Which, you know, it's like, it doesn't have to be sterling silver handcrafted according to the phases of the moon. You know, if you could do that, great, but... Right. Uh, uh, and, and I've got one chapter, um, you know, like smack dab in the middle after we talk about all this furniture and the rings and, the, and, um, and everything. And the chapter is just called, Do I Need This Stuff? <laughs> and um, and uh, the point is, you, you, uh, you don't need that stuff. Uh, you know, the, the, the material itself, um, uh, you know, there, there's no more virtue to, the, to a paper ring than there is, you know, a, you know, a, you know anything else made out of paper um, but uh, if you understand where the ring came from uh, and the fact that the angel said without this you can do nothing uh, all of a sudden uh, you make the paper ring magic mm -hmm. and, I, and I use uh, I, I think I mentioned if you, if you can't make a paper ring a magic ring you can't make a gold ring a magic, magic ring, ring you know? mm. exactly and um, so the uh, you don't need all of that stuff. You don't need a, a, a big, beautiful, holy table. Um, but if you even had a paper one drawn on paper and understand why every one of those letters are there and how those letters got themselves distilled from, from you know, hundreds of thousands of, of other magical squares. And if your mind hasn't gone step by step through this... this uh, it's almost like uh, watching the Big Bang dis <laughs> distill into creation. Uh -huh. and, uh, uh, and this is, uh, again, part of this uh, uh, mind expansion uh, uh, technique uh, that a magician uses. Mm -hmm. And with the, with the Golden Dawn, it, it, instead of going from the elements to, you know, to the planets, uh, the, gold, uh, the uh, Enochian magic... Uh, uh, starts you at the Big Bang mm -hmm. and uh, obliges you to condense infinity into finity. Hmm. And uh, in the same way as, uh, as stars and galaxies were, were condensed uh, from, the, from the limitless information uh, that was packed into that pre-Big Bang singularity. And, and, and just by... Uh, going step by step with Dee and Kelly through this distillation process, your mind is also going through this distillation process. It's almost like Dee uh, asks a simple magical question of almost omnip omniscient uh, intelligences. He, you know, Dee wanted to spy. Mm -hmm. You know, Dee didn't go into the thing saying, I want to know the secrets of the universe. <laughs> he wanted to know the secrets of the Spanish and the French. Yeah, he, that's right. <laughs> I want to go, uh, you know, I want to eavesdrop on uh, what, uh, what Prince Rupert is uh, thinking, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the angels more or less came by. Uh, You've got to put yourself in the place of an omniscient angel. Um, 
Dee wants to talk about Prince Rupert, and and uh, uh, the angel needs a vocabulary to talk to Dee right. about. So the angel says, yes, I can give you that information, but first you have to understand how the universe was created where me answering <laughs> this question is possible. Mm-hmm. And and so they say, it'll only take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, angelic time is different than earthly time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and about three years later, after <laughs> going through this whole big distillation process, uh, they finally go, okay, and here's how you can kind of throw this into a practical thing. Here is the, here's the great table. Here, mm-hmm. here are the, um, you know, the, the four big tablets. Here's the tablet of union. Here's the hierarchy of angels. And uh, there's 91 governors to these uh, tablets, and they rule 91 parts of the earth. So here in the last 90 days, we just showed you how everything in heaven and earth is connected to everything else in heaven and earth. And good luck, you guys. <laughs> And Dee and Kelly looked at each other, and after three years, they hated each other. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, three, three years of nonstop togetherness. Um, well, pretty much, they swapped wives and all sorts of crazy other things. So it, it was not a typical working relationship, let's say. Well, you know, you spend that much time with anybody, and you end up uh, getting on, e- on each other's nerves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did go on to do other, other things, but... Uh, after that last 90 days, they, they uh, except for just one thing that happened a couple years later, uh, they more or less gave up the, the angelic workings. It was like the angels gave them, gave them the blueprint for a Ferrari, <laughs> and they went ahead and they built the Ferrari, and they got the key and they stuck it in, but they, they said, ah, I don't want to go anywhere with this. You know? uh, uh, gas is too expensive. We're going to drive this. <laughs> Uh, um, wow, that, but that's a very good analogy, actually. Mm. Um, and you have to wonder, it's like, okay, well, just because they were sick of working with each other, you know, you could drive that Ferrari by yourself. You don't have to have the other person there. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> when you read their, what they went through together, you, mm-hmm. you sort of understood. They, they got on each other's nerves mm-hmm. at the very beginning. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> and, and Kelly was... Uh, uh, Kelly was a bit of a scoundrel. People, people say, well, he made all of this up. You know, no, no one could make all of this up. No. You know? But he was kind of a scoundrel to begin with, and there are times when you read the, uh, the original works that you can tell that Kelly is, is not uh, channeling an angel. <laughs> Kelly is channeling Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And making it up as he goes along to suit himself. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the angels talk in, you know, really highfalutin language. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Kelly was kind of a pretty pretty much a working class guy. And uh, uh, so you can tell the difference because when the angels are talking, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like Laurence Olivier talking. <laughs> And when, when Kelly's talking, it sounds like Benny Hill. A <laughs> uh, little bit of a difference there. A little bit of a difference. So anyway, that's the, that's the book. It's doing, uh, it's doing very well. Great. And um, um, I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of, uh, once it's done, you know, I feel kind of spent. Right. And... Um, but I, I'm having fun with the, with the new book mm-hmm. uh, because it's, it's stories. Right. And you have some great stories. 
Yeah, I do. <laughs> so there's, there's an old Zuni saying that uh, there is no truth, only story. Ooh, I like that. And, um, and I, I got to kind of look at it that way, too, because truth is, you know, such a, <laughs> such a relative thing. Right. And, um, but uh, stories are holy. Wow. Yeah. And, and you tell great ones. Well, thanks. Oh, you're welcome. And um, so, um, it, is there a tentative release date for this book, or we just have to wait and watch your mailing list and? Oh, just sort of watch the mailing list. Um, um, uh, you know, in, in publishing, you um, um, you work off of when catalogs are, are um, <laughs> yes are done, and um, uh, the, the way we are. Uh, currently, uh, mutually obliged to do. I'm supposed to have it uh, uh, completely done in a complete manuscript in their hands on such and such a date. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, if I had it like uh, 20 days earlier than that date, it could get in an earlier catalog. Right. And um, so it's, it's like this 20-day window. If I can get it to them a little bit earlier than committed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it'll uh it might make it by winter um uh, two, oh, well, i don't know fall uh, 2010 mm -hmm. and if i don't uh, it'll be um you know spring or something 2011. Mm -hmm. okay well so so we, we we shouldn't hold our breath until it comes out no don't yeah don't hold your breath at all that would that would be awkward okay um, but but if but if somebody wanted to sign up for your mailing list to find out when it does become available, how would they do that, Lon? Well, at, at the moment, right now. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> okay, my my website yes. is you know lonmiloduquette.com. Mm -hmm. But currently, I am um, uh, transferring to another webmaster, ah. and some things are. Uh, things are down, and one of mm -hmm. the things that are down is the uh, the, the mailing list. Oh no! So oh, no. The, um, uh, the best way right now, and probably uh, for, for the next few weeks, uh, is uh, uh, to um, be a MySpace friend or a Facebook friend. Okay. Oh. And um, so I've got I've got lots of friends. Aww. Aww. I think you're on our friend list. Yes. Somebody, somebody the other day called me a Facebook whore. Oh. Oh. Brutal. I. Brutal. They're just jealous. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Must be it. So, but anyway, I, I, I guess I guess I proudly, I'm proudly a Facebook one of those things. Yes. Well, it's. Because Rose, I think we're friends. With, we are I don't friends know. with with I Lon. Think we're friends RTG. with everybody. Yes, we are. <laughs> we have Lon. He is in one of. He is actually in our top twelve on our TTG MySpace as well. Cool. Oh, good. Cool. So I get and to see pictures every time I open up the picture. There's my friends list, and Lon is with uh, your wife, with Constance, and it's like, oh, they're smiling. This is good. And then when the picture changes, it's like, okay, what did Ma Lon do? Go look at his <laughs> at his MySpace and, and see the nifty things that he did. Yes, but um, yeah, it's it's it's. I have to admit, Rose keeps track of that for me because I just 
It's like, there are only so many hours in the day. It's like, please watch it and tell me if there's something I need to pay attention to. Yes. <laughs> really? It's kind of like having somebody watch TV for you. It's like, can you watch TV and tell me if I should like bother to record the show? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Every once in a while. And I was going to actually ask you, um, I was surfing television actually last April, and all of a sudden there was this infomercial, and you were in it. Do you remember what it was? And I can't remember what it was about, but it was like, listen to Lon on DVD. And I was like, that's Lon Milo Cat. I've seen him before. Do you remember what the, it was like in the Enlightenment series? Uh, um, the Great Work. That's it. That's it. Thank you. Yes, your, your, your multi-DVD magnum opus. Well, it's, uh, it's me and a bunch of other people. Um, well, it's, it's really you, Lon. <laughs> uh, you were the person I noticed. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, uh, I am sort of kind of the host of it. Mm -hmm. yes. and, um, but there, um, uh, there's lots of other people uh, in it, including John Anthony West and, um, uh, you know, the, from the Magical Egypt series. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, and other, other people, uh, some of them from the, the, the Secret. Have you ever seen The Secret? Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, uh, so it's a it's a, like a five DVD set. I guess you get a bonus one. Uh, yes, and get a uh, the Science of the Secret DVD, a thirty dollar value, absolutely free. I'm reading this off the website, ah. so <laughs> that's how I know this. Go to the Great Work website, and there's a great. Uh, they have a um, uh, like a network that they call the Great Network, mm -hmm. and uh, you know people talk back and forth on. Um, that too, mm -hmm. and then there's the Magical Egypt series that's still that's still out and around, mm -hmm. and um, that um, there was a documentary on Aleister Crowley that kind of featured Constance and, and me. Really? Um, that was done uh, on Canadian uh, television on a thing called Enigma. Enigma. Oh. Hmm. And if you Google around Enigma, that show is now on uh, on DVD and available worldwide. Mm. Huh. And it's a nice. Uh, and, oh, I'm playing my guitar on that one too. Oh, cool. But yeah, they 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 see you can like Crowley and be almost a normal grandfather. By <laughs> <laughs> now, anyway. The guy who plays his guitar and worships the beast. <laughs> well, you know, Lon, you have such a worldwide exposure with your uh, families in Japan and uh, trips to London, Egypt, and so forth. Uh, do you have new projects that are taking you to corners of the world where you have not been yet? Uh, no. You know, I haven't been to uh, very much in Asia. I've been to Japan. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't done um, uh, uh, anything in Asia. And as far as Europe goes, uh, uh, last year I was in Amsterdam and, um, and Hamburg and Oslo and Copenhagen and London. And, and you did your um, fabulous driving tour through France, as I recall. And I did, yes, I did the, <laughs> the wine tasting. <laughs> in the church in France. Ooh. Oh, yeah. wow, that must have been a fabulous experience. That really was kind of fun, you know. Of course, they didn't know we were, what we were up to. <laughs> silly people doing it. Oh, they're tourists. Just ignore them. And hmm. As long as they right. drop a few euro dollars in the collection box, fine, whatever. He's just doing research. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's why I slapped that guy across the face <laughs> as I consecrated him. Yeah. But, um, 
uh, you know, I, I always thought I wanted to go to India, but then I saw Slumdog Millionaire, and now I don't want to. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to that place. Oops. And, no. and last, last night or night before last concert, I went to um, the Newport Beach Film Festival and, and saw Blood Diamond. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And I, well, there's no way I'm going to Africa now either. <laughs> I, I think uh, I'm going to Australia uh, later this year. Oh, do tell. And I'll be 21 days in Australia if there's anything left that isn't burned down. Uh, yeah. What's and going on in Australia? I've never been there before. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'll be doing a series of, of, um, of lectures in uh, Sydney and Melbourne. Ooh. Well, that's awfully exciting. And my new friends who are, uh, who are the producers of the magic or of uh, the great work mm-hmm. uh, are in Australia, too. So I'll be visiting okay. uh, with so, them. Goodness. So we're, it's, I'm, I'm looking on your website for your calendar. Oh, I don't think I've got that updated yet. Oh, okay. Well, that would, that would explain why I don't see it then. <laughs> but anyway, I think I go to London in, um, well, I go to Japan in April. Mm-hmm. I go to London in uh, early September. Ooh. Um, and okay, then I, uh, I, I go to, to a bunch of uh, uh, festivals and, and uh, things in the United States. Mm-hmm. And then head off to uh, Australia in um, uh, late October. How exciting. Yeah, I have to do this while I'm still young and beautiful. Elon, <laughs> you'll always be beautiful. Oh. It's true. It's true. Well, anyway. Uh, well, great. Well, it sounds like you've got a really busy year ahead, so we'll uh, do our best to keep track of you here. <laughs> okay, and I'll, I'll get my, my calendar updated there. And, and uh, before I do anything, I, I usually make it MySpace and Facebook announcement. Okay, well, uh, Easy to follow. We can follow you on that. No yeah. problem. Uh, great. And and then when is the re- recording that you're doing in Japan going to come out, or is it going to come oh, out? Who knows? Who ah. knows? <laughs> okay. You know, I may they're recording it live, so I just may you know fall apart and and um, <laughs> produce some completely unusable material. Yeah. I doubt that. I doubt that. And so. You you seem pretty comfortable performing at this point. In yeah, your having seen you in person, you deliver. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. So great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Lon. We really appreciate it. Well, you bet. Thanks okay. for having me on. It's been one of the more entertaining Saturday afternoons. Indeed. Um, so, well, good luck in all your travels and travel safely. Thank you. Um, it's, it's, it's at least convenient that in Japan your son's there and he can probably help translate for you. Well, actually, um, uh, you know, he's in Kyoto and I'll be in Tokyo, so they've got another... Uh, another person to translate and oh, I, have, good. I have to send my speech ahead so that they can have it all at the tip of their tongue. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's going to be interesting because, you know, it's, I mean, you have your outline, but you do improv. So uh, yeah. hopefully they'll be able to keep up. Yeah, I hope they, I hope they catch the subtlety of my... <laughs> well, you know, the, the native English speakers in the audience will be laughing. They'll laugh along politely. Okay. Well, most everybody speaks English all around the world. Yeah. So these days, yes. Yes. Great. Well, take care. Travel safely, and we'll check in with you later this year and see how it's all going. Okay. Great. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Lon. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, Artemis. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you to our engineer, Christoph. Thank you to all of you listening. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for someone you'd like to hear on a podcast, please drop us a note. Podcast at 
tarotpathways.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back soon. Bye. 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 Bye.